Ryan Blaney's disqualification at Las Vegas gets rescinded, and we preview Saturday's NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race at Homestead, the penultimate race of their season. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody. Welcome in back to the Below the Line podcast, episode number 130 on SAP tonight. Hello also to everybody watching on the Spunner Stand YouTube channel. Podcast listeners, head on over there. You can just look up Below the Line in the YouTube search bar. You can get my take on all three national series. I know y'all usually hear um, my opinions on the Truck and Xfinity series. That's because you're not watching the Spunner Stand YouTube channel, which I suggest you do. We're trying to get to 700 subscribers by November 5th, by the end of the NASCAR season. We're at 697. We are three away. And if you're listening on Spotify, we're at 19 Spotify followers right now. Click that button. Make it 20. Trying to get to 20 by the end of the year over there. We are going to preview the truck race at Homestead, Miami. Um, Schedule got moved around with Steve Lalletta coming on the show tomorrow. Uh, and then Thursday, Friday, preview days for Xfinity Cup. So we're going to preview the truck race. Before we do that, though, uh, a big story hit yesterday, and I wasn't able to cover it yesterday, but I'm going to cover it today. Ryan Blaney, who was initially disqualified after a sixth-place finish at Las Vegas on Sunday, that disqualification for an illegal left-front shock has been rescinded. It's been revoked. His points are given back, the credit for his finish, are given back, and he goes from 56 points below the cut line in a must-win for these final two races back to where he could definitely point his way in. It's still going to be tough, no doubt. It's still going to be very tough for Ryan Blaney to point his way into the championship four, but it's certainly a lot more attainable when you're 17 points back as opposed to when you're 56 points back and you're a must-win. So I know some people say that might like being in a must-win because it's all or nothing and whatnot, but they're lying. I mean, they'd much rather be in a position where they can still point race, get stage points, and hey, if they win, obviously that's great. But th- this is big, and it affects not only the finishing results from Sunday, you know, from from sixth on down, but it also affects the point standings and where the cut line is, how that changes. So. The new points, obviously, Kyle Larson still locked in, but now William Byron is only a plus nine to the cut line rather than being plus 13. Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin each only plus two to the cut line, Hamlin being the last man in in this scenario. Christopher Bell is minus two. He's the first man out. Reddick minus 16, Blaney minus 17, and now Chris Buescher rather than Blaney is the last man on the playoff grid. He is minus 23 to the playoff cut line. So, and again, it, it affects, you know, the results. So, you know, if your driver finished seventh or lower and you said, oh, they got moved up a spot, um, you know, that has changed now. So, um, you know, unfortunate for Joey Logano, who now is the top 10 gone. Guys like Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, further down on the result sheet. Um you know, they lose spots, they lose points as well as they're all fighting to finish as high as they can 
on the points list. So that's big, and it's big for Blaney's outlook. Big for our, you know, our friend Uncle Mo as well. You know, momentum, uh, even from a penalty like that, even when it's something off track, it's it's still momentum either being gained or lost. And I'm a huge proponent of momentum. I think it's such a big thing in sports, uh, even in in NASCAR. Um, but I really, uh, I think it's a huge, not necessarily morale booster to have a DQ rescinded, but you certainly feel better walking into the shop, right? Walking into the garage, like, hey, okay, instead of being in a must win we're still very much in this and Ryan Blaney and the 12 teams certainly are still very much in the championship hunt. And that's how they should feel. That's how Blaney fans should feel in my opinion. So yeah, Ryan Blaney's penalty rescinded, not DQ. Let's move on here and preview the truck race podcast listeners. Again, y'all don't get to hear my opinion on truck and Xfinity very much, but if you want to, again, the spotter stand YouTube channel, head on over, Go on YouTube, look up the spotter, Pastor Saint, or you can just look up below the line because that's my at tag. Uh, go look there for coverage of all three national series. Season winding down, three races left for Xfinity and Cup, just two left for the truck series. So not many chances left for you to watch our shows this season. Um, you know, I know you get to listen to all the Cup Series shows regardless, but if you want truck and Xfinity coverage for this, this countdown to the championship, the final battle of the championship, that's where you can find it. Looking at the television schedule here for, uh, or the weekend schedule rather, for Homestead, Miami. Actually, let's first look at the entry list. It's only Tuesday evening when I am recording this. So there may be a few guys on the truck series, especially truck and Xfinity entry list that pop up. It looks like a friend of the channel, Mason Maggio, is going to get in the 22 truck for, uh, is that AM Racing? Yeah, it's AM Racing. Brad Perez, Brad Perez in the 02. Gonna have Spencer Davis in the 04. Marco Andretti gonna run the final two races. Um, and we had uh, some kin of his, uh, Mario Andretti, on the show a few weeks ago. And funnily enough, speaking of kin, kin.com is gonna be his sponsor this weekend, along with GameBridge. And he'll be racing in not only this race, but the Truck Series Championship race at Phoenix. Oh, let's see. Nick Lates is going to be in the 20. Trevor Bain in the 25. So they had Chandler Smith in the truck for Daigle. It'll be interesting to see who they pick to pilot the 25 for Rackley War at Phoenix. But Trevor Bain getting another shot. Armani Williams in the 46. Jack Wood in the 51. Stuart Friesen in the 50. Or he's always in the 52. Sorry, Tyler Hill in the 56 is where I meant to go with that. Jake Drew in the 61. Only 35 trucks on the entry list. Um, that's, you know, it's usually what 36 that start. Sometimes there's a 38 small entry list for a marquee race. You know, what kind of frustrates me with this being such a marquee race tracks and qualifying aren't televised. What's on Fox sports one Friday afternoon at four o'clock Eastern at four Oh five PM Eastern practice, four thirty-five qualifying by a half hour practice, but you got to get to the track to see it. No TV, no radio. I get it, man. It's the truck series. It's your third tier series. But for such a big race to not even stream practice and qualifying is frustrating. They kind of did the same thing with Cup. It's at least streaming. But man, these are the races that count the most. And you're not even putting practice and qualifying on television. That's frustrating. They did it for Xfinity, at least. Um, there is a, a press pass on NASCAR.com following qualifying. 
The race itself is at noon Eastern on Saturday. It's the Baptist, uh, sorry, Baptist Health Cancer Care 200. FS1 has the television broadcast. MRN has the radio coverage. And if you are a SiriusXM customer, you can listen to the MRN broadcast on SiriusXM NASCAR radio. Press pass on NASCAR.com. Following that, TV-wise, let's see. Let's see how long NASCAR race day is going to be. MRN is going to come on the air at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It looks like NASCAR race day is at 11 a.m. Eastern, so a full hour of pre-race coverage on TV, half an hour on the radio dial. Take a look at the point standings going into this race. Corey Heim, with his win at Bristol, is the man locked in. Now, obviously, Brett Moffat won Dega, but he's not in the playoffs, not even a full-time guy. So Corey Heim, who, uh, who may or may not be my win pick for this weekend's event, by the way, uh, Corey Heim is, uh, I guess, officially the points leader. He's locked in, doesn't have anything to worry about, cut line-wise. Carson Hosevar is the first man in on points. He is plus 23, so still three spots open in this last race on points for these playoff guys. Christian Eckes is plus nine at the cut line. Nick Sanchez is plus three, the last man in. Grant Enfinger, the first man out, minus three. Ben Rhodes, minus five. Then you have Ty Majeski minus 19, and Zane Smith, minus 36, in a must-win. Majeski close to that must-win territory. And Finger and Rhodes both very much in striking distance, or within striking distance, rather, of Nicholas Sanchez. Um, it, it's a round of eight race that for the Truck Series. Hasn't had just a ton of exciting moments. Ty Majeski is your defending winner, but I kind of spoiled this. Few seconds earlier, but Corey Heim is my win pick. Give me Nick Sanchez for the poll because it seems like he's winning every single poll in existence. But give me Corey Heim. I know he's locked in, and guys that are already locked in, especially in the round of eight, the, the penultimate round, don't usually win multiple races. Um, but for the truck series, not racing at Martinsville again. All about Uncle Mo. How much momentum do you got heading to Phoenix? And I think Corey Heim will want some. I think he's going to be fast. He's been the best driver this year. Um, 20 starts because remember he missed gateway still won the regular season has 18 top tens the next highest amount of top tens anybody in this field has is majeski with 13 he leads the field in top fives with 11 aside from grant and finger he's tied with ben rhodes the least dns with one he's easily led the most laps at 507 and he is second in terms of stage wins with five with uh, Eckes and Majeski having the most. So uh, Corey Heim has been the man this year in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, and he did announce earlier in the week that he will return to Tricon Garage next year in 2024. So I'm a little surprised he's not moving up to an Xfinity seat, regardless of whether or not he wins the chip, which he's my pick right now. Um, he's certainly the favorite next year and, and certainly the favorite and is uh, going into Phoenix, but he's had a great season. Owner standings-wise, I don't believe anything is different, and no, it is not. Manufacturer-wise, guess who? The Bowtie Brigade still on top, and just like in the Truck Series, they have uh, clinched um, the win. They've, they've clinched the win-win. Uh, they, they will uh, have one more races this year than any manufacturer with only two left. Ford is six back and Toyota nine back, so Chevy six. Uh, or sorry, Chevy 12, Ford 6, Toyota 3. Points-wise, Chevy leads Ford by 60, Toyota by 67, Toyota 7 back of Ford. So, through 21 races, 
Um, I mean, th- this is the one that counts the most so far. And obviously the championship is the biggest one of the year, but um, it'll be interesting to me to see how much these points fluctuate. Qualifying is so important. Um, this was a race last year that didn't have a lot of cautions and Majeski rolled pretty easily to the victory. Uh, he's going to need another big performance and he's 19 points back basically in must win territory. Zane Smith hasn't had the same speed and I know he's focused on cup uh, on going cup racing next year. And, Rightfully so. He's been in the series now for, what, four or five years. He's won a championship. He's finished runner-up two other times, won a crap ton of races. I mean, the guy probably feels like the truck series is beneath him at this point, but I've still been slightly disappointed in just the lack of speed um, from him because, I mean, being in a must-win situation, I know Dega didn't go well. I know Bristol, he had some issues, as did Majeski, and that's what set those two you know, championship favorites back, but I still would like to see just more raw speed from Zane Smith. And, you know, we really haven't seen that at all this year. Um, but that'll do it for the show, guys. Corey Heim, I know it's a boring pick, but hey, I mean, it, sometimes picking the boring pick makes me right. I believe I have made, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I've made nine correct picks all season uh, winners of, in the top three series, which, you know, 92 total races in NASCAR's top three series, not counting the clash and the all-star race and the duels. But, um, you know, that's like a less than a 10% success rate. That's not very good. And maybe I'm underselling myself. I don't know. I'll have to go back through some shows and count. But, um, you know, only, what, three races this weekend, two next weekend, only eight races left in the NASCAR season as far as the top three national series. And, I've been terrible this year picking winners. I think I've done better picking polls because it seems easy to just pick Christopher Bell every week in the Cup Series, but um, I don't know. So that'll do it for the show. Uh, email us below the line podcast, gmail.com, all lowercase no space there. Um, like I said, if you're listening on all major podcast platforms, uh, go over to the Spotter Sand YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, look up below the line. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find us. On all major podcast platforms, like I said, subscribe on YouTube or three away from reaching that coveted 700 sub goal and do the same on Spotify. Follow us, uh, rate review as well, but we are one follow away. Get that to 20 before the end of the season. And I also set a goal. Uh, I, I think we are at like 130,000 total channel views right before the season started. I said, OK, let's get to 200,000 total views by the end of the season. Guys, we have over 352,000 total channel views combined right now. We have had over 220,000 uh just this over 222,000 rather just in the course of February um to now in mid-October. That's incredible. That's you guys. That's not me, that's you guys. So thank you. Very much. We'll have Steve Lawletta on the show tomorrow. That goes for both YouTube viewers and podcast listeners. Thursday, YouTube viewers, you'll see the Xfinity Series pre-race show. Friday, Emily and I will we'll just talk, but we're also obviously going to preview the Homestead Race Saturday. Two post-race shows with Truck and Xfinity. Sunday, the Cup post-race show for Miami. The Truck Series has off weekend at Martinsville, but Xfinity and Cup heading to the paperclip for their penultimate events of the year. Until next time, I'm Seamless Subs from the Below the Line podcast and the Spotter Sand YouTube channel. Signing off. Goodbye. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.